Welcome at a new Workplace Ninjas podcast. And we are here in the Netherlands and at a new location, at a new meetup. Uh, Kenneth, where are we? Well, we are actually in Almkerk. We are in Almkerk, which is uh, a little bit below uh, Gorkum, above Breda, so in the south of the Netherlands. And we are actually here within a cinema, a full service uh, cinema where we are going to host our next meetup uh, today, starting in about uh, one hour. In one hour, so yeah. so we can uh, record uh, a, f- a few things. Yeah, we have uh, one hour to record a few things, uh, indeed. Yeah, and uh, Kenneth and Ronnie, uh, you're already known in uh, in the in the meetup uh, as organizers. Uh, we are together doing stuff, uh, helping people, uh, sharing knowledge and so on. And on the right side, I have a new member uh, of the uh, Workplace Ninjas crew. So Joost. Maybe you can introduce uh, you yourself a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um, Joost Gleisting, um, 44 years old, especially uh, uh, doing a lot of stuff around workplace and Intune. So um, that's something I'm going to do in this um, meetup as well. So uh, hoping to get uh, a lot of knowledge to you guys as well. Great. Great to have you on board. Uh, thanks for that. Um, and today uh, we have uh, Kenneth Ronnie. And Joost and myself in uh, in this in this recording. Uh, what was the topic, Ronnie, uh, that we have decided for this uh, for this episode? Um, I believe we are talking about Azure subscriptions and how actually how you can protect them in a good sense and make sure that uh, bad actors are not able to uh, get your keys and uh, host some uh, some crypto mining uh, things on your subscription. Uh, I believe that's uh, that's what we are going to share, or not only from um, uh, security-wise or paper-wise, but also from real-world examples. Um, yeah, things uh, to uh, take care of, and also things uh, to consider and uh, take with you to uh, yeah prevent these kind of situations. Yeah, there was there was a reason that we have assigned this this topic on the on for this recording because uh, Tony Kreiner, one of your colleagues in the Netherlands, uh, was active on on LinkedIn and uh, posted an, 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 um, a video where he explained that at the moment in the past months and at the moment, um, yeah, really Azure subscriptions are under attack. Um, with uh, people are trying to log in, and if they are able to log in, uh, what you already said, that they are enabling VMs, crypto mining, and that sort that sort of things, and that can be, yeah, a pity because there are there there are costs for VMs, but they are um, enrolling big VMs. Uh, they are cost a lot of money, so it can be have a big impact on your bill that you have to pay to Microsoft, for example, Kenneth, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Uh, so one of the advantages of Azure is uh, that uh, sometimes that people tell you, yeah, the only thing you need is a credit card. But actually, because of that, it's actually quite easy to, once you gain uh, access to an uh, environment where that credit card is already registered, to start uh, creating all kinds of VMs uh, and get actually unlimited computer power at your disposal uh, and leverage that uh, for your uh, yeah for, uh, for your better uh, in this case the crypto mining uh, yeah. stuff. And uh, th- do we have a scene that actually actually at customers uh, in in environments uh, that where we are, are active in uh, Yoast? Yeah, we've seen it. Uh, it uh, unfortunately, in what at one customer, but. Yeah, it was a pity. 
And then the the, the bill can be huge. Yeah, it went up to the 100,000 euros and up. So, um, what what are things that we can do on that tenant subscriptions to avoid that these these situations, uh, Ronnie? Well, uh, before we go into more details, I think uh, we we should uh, analyze it a bit um, on uh, what what might be the root cause, huh? how yep. these uh, bad actors can enter your subscription and take uh, control over it and do these uh, things, because there are a lot of risks are imposed if they are able to get access to your subscription, not only hosting crypto mining, but also other assets which might be accessible. Um, so I think we, we should um, go a little bit more on um, what the reason is why these these subscriptions can be tempered and then being accessed to. And I believe uh, getting back to the, the message uh, Tony Krynan stated on LinkedIn is, is one of the things is that uh, credentials are uh, gained and um, admin account, administrative accounts, which are not protected by multi-factor authentication, strong authentication, that might be one of the reasons. Uh, there are multiple tech vectors, uh, uh, subscriptions or resources within a subscription can also be accessed by other credentials, uh, secret keys or um, uh, service principles or other things. Um, so that's also one of the things I believe, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Joost and uh, uh, Kenneth, but I believe it's also because by the fact that uh, admin accounts, administrative accounts were not protected by multi-factor authentication. Not sure if that was in, in your situation with your customers. Well, uh, indeed, eh? so uh, uh, turning on the MFA is one thing, but uh, we, for example, also see that, uh, for example, uh, guest accounts within an Azure AD tenant uh, receive uh, contributor rights on uh, subscriptions. Uh, and then uh, the case is, uh, well, if the guest account is compromised, then your su subscription uh, is as well. So it's all a matter of putting uh, enough governance on your Azure subscriptions as well. And uh, what we see, for example, eh, uh, especially uh, with customers who want to have flexibility for their developers, that, for example, there's a developer uh, subscription with, with lower uh, security and therefore actually that subscription is highly uh, a possible target for these kinds of attacks. Uh, and again, uh, it's all a matter of uh, uh, making sure your security is uh, all right, uh, uh, you, you have proper security measures in place. Uh, and uh, yeah, we can say that maybe by default that security is not on the level that it should be if you want to properly protect it. So there's some work to be done there. Yeah, is it is it Joost? Is it only MFA that is missing? Uh, maybe there are. Uh, can it already explained a few? But are there other things to keep in mind? Yeah, there are several stuff. I think uh, it's the roles you have to keep in, in mind uh, because several roles are different, and uh, you can also uh, create tenants and, and MFA and VMs with those. Kind of accounts and roles, uh, but MFA fatigue is something else, uh, and that's why it's something Microsoft is going to change on the 27th of February. They're going to uh, enable for every tenant the the, the number uh, verification as well. Uh, that's a big thing you have to do for those kind of accounts. Um, but principal accounts, uh, scripting, with uh, what you can see sometimes still uh, they're using a username and a password into a script. Um, those things are a little bit different to, to get in handled and have to do because it's 
more legacy stuff is uh, between uh, the error and the user and the keyboard. So yeah. a little bit difficult, but those are the things I c uh, can uh, arrange to, to do something else with. Uh, to wrap this up, Ronnie, uh, MFA, uh, guest accounts, uh, other things. Um, are there things to keep in mind? Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, apart from that, what is already mentioned, I think um, it would be wise to implement policies. And um, Azure provides you uh, policy frameworks. By default, there are some regulatory uh, policies which you can apply, uh, which you can apply to all your subscriptions. So that's something which I definitely encourage you to do so because that's also giving you insights on the security posture and it's also identifying whether or not you uh, applied MFA, whether to uh, admin accounts or regular accounts or uh, uh, workload, uh, uh, workload identities, for example. And another thing which uh, is not preventive, but might um, disrupt the success of an attacker is, for example, consider cost limits, for example, uh, quotas. Because if you are surprisingly with these high costs and it deviates from normal usage, that should be also triggering yourself. So monitoring and also preventive controls like cost management might be something to consider. Yeah, good tip, uh, Ronnie. Yeah. And um, uh, especially in security um, uh, sayings, uh, the idea is not to make it super secure because a super secure environment is an environment where you cannot get in. But the idea is to make it at least more secure than your neighbor, hoping that the bad guys actually take your neighbor instead of you uh, in yeah. that case. Yeah, and I think uh, what Ronnie, Ronnie is mentioning, uh, like uh, Azure policies uh, to set spending limits, if you have a test environment or a dev environment, uh, definitely enable that, that spending limits. Yeah. Um, if it is a production environment, uh, we're probably uh, you can set a spending limit with a, um, with a range that you can fit uh, your normal operating system. If that not, uh, please monitor that, so that, that, uh, that subscriptions to get insights what is happening on your on your subscriptions to see uh, if there is a malicious activity uh, you, so you can take action on that yeah. um, but that is on the uh, on the Azure part uh, before we are able and you already mentioned some stuff but but before we enable um, and get access to that Azure subscription uh, the, the the first layer of defense that's the identity part indeed um, I think Kenneth, one of your specialism, uh, like conditional access, yeah. is, that, is that helping, um, can that be help, helpful in, in, the, in this, sort of, this, sort of, this sort of cases? Yeah, indeed. So uh, uh, enabling conditional access, enforcing MFA, maybe doing some step-up uh, step authentication, but uh, in my opinion, also making sure that if somebody has extensive rights within an environment, they don't have it 24-7. Uh, think about privileged identity management, making sure that if you have uh, extensive rights that they are time-bound uh, to say so. So it's more like a combination of things like conditional access, uh, MFA, uh, uh, privileged identity management, and uh, all that together uh, could help to make this a little bit uh, more, more safe. Yeah. More secure. Yeah. But if, if we want to enable identity protection uh, of, or uh, privileged identity management, um, I need an Azure Active Directory P2 license, for example. Yeah, for your uh, admin accounts in that case, uh, or the accounts yeah. accessing that environment. Yeah. That shouldn't necessarily be all the accounts uh, in your environment, but only 
those small accounts uh, having high privileges. And if you would ask me, that's a small price to pay for the uh, advanced security that you get. Absolutely. absolutely. But again, uh, I, I, I can't determine that for my customers, but that would be my advice uh, to do so. Yeah. yeah. Um, are, um, we need to set up conditional access privilege identity management. A lot of can be a lot of work. If we do it only for admin accounts, it could probably, probably uh, more or less than for the whole environment. But the advice is to do it in uh, in the whole environment. Uh, also. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, but the security defaults that are still autom automatically enabled on new tenants and new uh, in, in new environments. Um, are they helping to secure environments as well, uh, Ronnie? Um, yes, they are helping. Uh, I would say it's more like be cautious of uh, enabling security by design. The only thing is we, which yeah, we we should be open of it, is that these security defaults. That's only for a straightforward deployment or straightforward implementation. And these will not fit an enterprise organization, for example. No. So then um, um, it's good that it is there. And by default, uh, uh, security controls are enabled. But uh, they are not always sufficient. And that's always, it requires um, some, some uh, yeah, uh, extensive deployment of these kind of things. And again, the, the policies which I refer to are helping you because you can use these policies because they are reporting out the recommendations. And uh, for example, Defender uh, for Cloud is also helping you um, not only protecting your workloads, but getting by default as, um, uh, posture management. And based on posture management, you will also have these insights, recommendations, and that's helping you like an agile approach to uh, implement these security controls per your needs. Yeah, and cloud, cloud security posture management within Defender for Cloud is free to use in, exactly. in subscription. So uh, you can enable that without extra costs. Uh, if you want to uh, secure based on threats and that sort of things, you can enable the enhanced security within Defender for Cloud. And that it, it takes costs, okay. But the free version gives you insights in what, you, uh, what the state is of your environment. It's all starting with insights because yeah. based on the insights you can make your decisions. Yeah, is it Joost, Is it necessary to have an an, an external monitoring system uh, like Sentinel, like Defender for Cloud, other other things to if I am I, if I am a small medium business customer, um, I have not not the full control about my uh, Azure subscription, for example. Uh, is it necessary to um, get extra insights from an external security partner or so? It's getting more and more useful to have, but I can understand it's too much for a cost to, to have it. Um, but if you get a SOC or SIEM environment like Sentinel, probably you can get some more info uh, and get more alerts when uh, an, an account is elevated or being used, there's going to be a prompt for it. Um, so it could be useful, but yeah, it's all about the costs in uh, in that kind of stuff. Yeah. To, to wrap it up, um, what what can we do? First, enable conditional access uh, to uh, turn on MFA for uh, role-based access, for example. Enable privileged identity management. Uh, so. Um, if you are an owner or contributor on a subscription uh, that's only active on a, on, in a certain certain time box, um, do so, uh, enable cloud security posture management within uh, Azure uh, Defender for Cloud. 
um, and probably if you want to extend that with, with extra cost, you can uh, do some threat detection uh, as well. Yeah. Um, are there other things that I... Well, the, the actually the policies that uh, Ronnie yeah. mentioned, huh, uh, which you can put on your subscriptions, making sure that maybe that those big VMs cannot start uh, or cannot be created in the first uh, place. Uh, the time, uh, or the, sorry, the cost uh, spending uh, yep. limit uh, based on, uh, for example, what you normally do on a monthly basis and add maybe 20%, but it can never be a double of it. Uh, all those kinds of <coughs> things that uh, while we are talking about it actually make sense, but we see that companies don't implement them. So uh, actually the, the best security is to implement normal things. Yeah. that you would normally do as well. Yeah, Start with the basic security layer. If you enable that, then the f it's hard, harder for attackers to compromise your subscription. Yeah. So, so please do that. Limit global admins and don't use your own user account for those roles as well. Yeah, you f first look, uh, look at the secure score, for example. Uh, I yeah. think that yeah. will help definitely. Indeed, yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks, thank you, Frans. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode. And uh, probably we see uh, each other uh, next time. Thank you.